Okay. Stuff. Um, hey, Paul, have you seen my script? Your script. Yeah. Well, I was thinking maybe we'll try something a little different this time. Maybe we can do some improvisation. Yeah, but what do you even know about improvisation? Well, I do know one thing. It's definitely about timing. Where art thou? Where art thou? So, where is my script, though? Like, I spent a lot of time making these, Paul, and I think you just threw it out, and I just... Okay. You didn't even ask, yeah, and... I hear you. you. know what? I want to ask you one question. What is a script? What is time? I'm going to answer those two questions. It's life. It's us. It's the moment. I wake up in the morning, and I'm rearing to go, and I want to express myself, and I need to show this emotion to our audience out there. I'm tired of living by your bounded rules. Do you know what I mean? Fine. Okay, whatever. Whatever. It's fine. Just do it. Let's do it. Super. Okay. Here's some of my improv notes. Uh, let's dive right in. You don't need notes. You know what? This is the whole point. You okay. don't need notes for all right, improv. All right. It's more what are you of a, talking about? It's more of a script. So let's oh. just jump in with a little bit of wordplay, okay? Okay. So like where I pick a word yeah, and then yeah. you go off of Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, okay. Like umbrella. No, 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 no. Uh, pick one of the words from the script. Just Paul, pick Paul, three words from there. There's there's only three words on this. Yeah, yeah, script. use those three words. Okay, you know what? That's uh, no, the, no, no. This is not what improv is. I you don't get it and uh no, you definitely don't need a script for this. So let's just call in a professional. Yeah, I don't want to leave anything up to chance. Uh, so let's just call in Kim McLeod from Sets. She oh. knows all about improvisation. Okay. And we're going to talk to her. All right. I'll fire up the skate machine here. Okay. Um, looks like it needs a little bit of updating. So it's going to do that before it connects. So it might be a moment. Okay. In the meantime, okay. from what I know of improvisation, mm -hmm. uh, I believe we mm. should do some vocal exercises to warm up. Ooh. Yeah. Get like in the moment, in the zone. First of all, there's like, you can say certain phrases like, Dayton, Ohio. What about Topeka, Kansas? Yeah. And like the A-E-I-O-U. And sometimes Y. Yeah. And you, I think there's like other, oh, like you can do like a, oh, yeah, like a, like a. Bring, bring, bring. Hello? Hi, Kim. How are you? Hi, Kim. It's Paul. How oh, are you? Hi. And it's Danielle. Hi. I'm good, thanks. Great. Super duper. Who's Kim McLeod? Okay. <laughs> um, well, many things. I am an assistant professor over in theater studies. Um, I joined the College of Arts in 2016, and I now live in Guelph. That's a little bit about me. I uh, teach courses um, in more theory-based um, reading, writing courses, but I also teach practical courses in theater and performance practice. First year, theater students usually get to know me. I teach the, the introductory lecture for us. Students will notice for sure that I uh, like to integrate my research into digital and activist performance into a lot of my classes. Uh, I'm really interested in questions around the politics of performance, especially in terms of how performance makers situate their audiences and what sort of options they give for audiences, how they configure audiences. I have sort of a history of being involved in different types of performances myself. 
So I have a background in both theater and performance art. And especially with um, the more performance art work that I've done, I do a lot of devised work. So that means not necessarily starting from script or a specific play or something like that. It could be starting from any number of things, an idea, a question, a physical site. It can also be a text. Does that kind of derive from like improv work that you that you get involved in for Divisor Theater? Yeah, so a lot of it is quite improvised. So I've done work where we make just a general, um, rather than formal play, um, something that we would call a score. So something that you might go out into public space as a character, a persona, um, and engage with passers-by, and the score sort of sets up the container for the way that you engage with someone, but there's many sort of infinite ways that that, those exchanges can go. What would the difference between improv and, I don't want to say divisive theater or divisive theater? (laughs) Divide. But what would be the main difference between the two? I don't think there is a difference, actually. For me, the the word improvisation is very big and encompasses a lot of things. So, I mean, there's moments... um, I use improvisation in all of my teaching and classes. I think teaching requires a great deal of improvisation and improvising skills. So I think it's sort of at the base of everything I do. But all types of theater have improvisation as as their base as well. Even if the product is something that becomes less improvised, it can become something that looks the same night after night after night. But the process of devising involves a lot of improvisation. It involves just getting on your feet, trying something, saying yes, and seeing where that goes, and often throwing that out and trying something else. I feel like every aspect of my life right now is just full of improvisation. Yeah. Now, what would be a good example? Now, you mentioned going out as a character uh, and probably into the public. Uh, What would be a good example? I think um, I have an interest in my research um, and some of my performance practice around satire, but it's very much um, as a form of political performance. So um, I've done, I did a piece a few years ago where myself and another performer playfully dressed up as, um, you know, the blue light beacons that we see all over campus. Yes. Um, for safety. Yes. Um, so we were really interested in this idea of safety and safety on campus and what does it mean to keep us as a community safe? So we actually dressed up as these, uh, tried to embody what these poles might be, which involves some movement work. And it, it was meant to be somewhat satirical, but asking really um, thoughtful questions around what keeps us safe and what does it mean that we need to have these poles everywhere as sort of beacons of safety. And so we invited audience members. We were wearing all white. People could write answers on us. There was a hashtag. There were other ways. People could start conversations with others. Uh, I like having lots of ways for audiences to engage, too, so that people can engage in ways that align with their level of comfort. So that would, that's one example. Oh, I like it. Now, what would the movement work? Because I've seen those polls before. Yeah. They don't really move. <laughs> yeah, so we... I. We playfully <laughs> came up with, uh, they were fairly robotic. Okay. Um, and it became about a bit influenced by the idea of surveillance on campus, too. So this, okay. this mix of things that keep us safe, cameras watching us as a way to keep us safe, but that that also moves into this 
um, ever-present surveillance around us. So we used this, we did a lot of circular motions. Um, what advice would you give to young people that are looking towards political activism and the thought of using performance? What, what advice would you give them on how to start or where to go? Right. I mean, first, I think with any type of performance that you're interested in, learn what already exists right so we can talk about, i mean what's so interesting about the um like the, the rally today and the walkout and things is these are not new tactics right no these are tactics that have been used before um and they've proven to be useful so they're used again right so um learn about the history of sort of activist performance um and just start trying um but definitely think deeply about who you're trying to engage um, what the stakes of it are and what your tactics are going to be. And sort of like how do you leave openings for, for audiences right. um, to engage with you and to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And making sure that conversation continues after it's over as well, right? Yeah, speaking with people instead of talking at them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that can be really playful, right? Like you can, you can have fun with it. It doesn't all have... Um, often people will find a way in if it's, it's fun yeah. and they feel engaged. Yeah. Yeah. Of course it's more approachable that way. Now you're working on a play. You guys aren't actually in Lescombe theater. Where are you guys working? So it will be performed in Massey hall, which is our, um, okay. other main space. So it, oh, okay. yeah. In, um, in November with war of the world. Oh, awesome. oh very exciting. With Tom Cruise or without Tom Cruise? <laughs> Definitely without. Uh, um, okay. And we are okay, it's fair. Good to clarify, yes. though. Yeah. Yeah, so it's been really fun so far working on it. So we're experimenting. So, yeah, it is different for us. We're not in the Luscombe Theater, which is often where the fall, or usually where the fall show is. Yeah. So going over to Massey, which is a space we use a lot for rehearsals, classes, our offices, and things like that. Um, and so thinking about using that space. So it's nice. I chose a text that originally was written five years before Massey Hall was built. So, like, there's a there's an interesting connection there between the history of the building and the history of the show, doing something different than what we've done before. Um, so we're experimenting, and we're actually using more than one space for the show. And uh, we're mixing different performance forms, too. So we do have a portion of it where audiences will be seated and be watching a show that is based on a script. Uh, Fourth-year student and I... Uh, we did an adaptation together from the original novel. That's the scripted piece, but audience members will also be going through a number of uh, immersive installations as part of this uh, that the students are building, and they're based on the theme that we're pulling out from War of the World. So really cool. audience members are going to be abducted. They definitely won't be abducted. Okay. Um, one of the things, so what I teach and think a lot about immersing audiences in work, and so it's a very trendy term, right? Immersive performance, mm-hmm. immersing your audience. And the first question I always um, ask students is, how do we care for our audience in this? So we definitely are not abducting them. Um, you know, and that doesn't mean there might not be moments of discomfort or oh, things around. Yeah. But, um, yeah. How do we how do we make it a a safe environment for our audience? Yeah. What inspired you uh, to do War of the Worlds, and do you see any kind of correlation with uh, what's happening today in the political climate? Yeah, that's part of the. Um, so I was interested in picking something that that wasn't necessarily a set script where we have to pay rights and you have to say it word 
for Word. So something where we could pull out what does feel relevant to us today Mm -hmm. um, and play with and to have a little bit of flexibility with with what we're using as our source material. So this one, um, I was interested in the fact that we do keep coming back to War of the World. So, of course, there's the Orson Welles radio version that's sort of the most famous version, but there's numerous adaptations again and again, miniseries, movies. Mm-hmm. Um, there's graphic novels based on like short story collections um, that think about how historical characters have reacted. So it's just this text has maintained a life, um, even though it's over 100 years old. So, and there are these themes and uh, questions that really are important today, especially I mean, some of the ones we've talked about a lot are the inclusion of media and media. I mean, we can think about the radio version too, the idea of media panic, fake news, uh, but there's also questions around resource sharing and space and who, who kind of owns space, the responsibilities of the individuals, the collective. So big questions around really important issues that remain today. Did you make it more, uh, I guess, contemporary as opposed to what you're saying, the the shortwave radios, the ham radios, and now um, you have Wi-Fi? Yeah, it hasn't, we haven't made it, uh, the adaptation isn't like, we're, we all have cell phones and it's really, it's not like the Tom Cruise movie that's just, Yeah. Okay. And we were the aliens the whole time. What? <laughs> it's not just a, a simple, like, uh, updating of it. Actually, we've kept some of the original language from the book. So it's intentionally meant to be un- not totally clear time and place. Oh, okay. Exciting. Yeah. So when yeah. we'll see that in November? Um, November 8th, I Perfect. believe. <laughs> First show, yeah. We're excited about that. We were talking about it, and it sounds like a really great performance. So we're excited for it. It's gonna be super. Yeah, yeah. We're having fun with it. Yeah. Cool. Is there any music in it? Musical parts? There will be sounds and music. We're still working on sounds. Sounds. Yeah. What that will be? That's part of what. Um. So there's two classes. Two. There's a lot of students involved. So there's production students, performance students. Um, and part of the work that the students are doing are, are figuring out the sound. And these are all, this is part of a course, correct? Like for your students to do? It's not yeah, extracurricular? So it's, no, it's two courses. Okay. Yeah, they get a full credit, but it's it's a second year and third year courses um, put together. Right. And it's, if I'm correct, is it the second year students are the ones that do go behind the scenes and do the behind the scenes work? And then the third years are the performers? We actually have um, this year... So the, the second year class is all production students. Okay. Um, and we have two streams of the third year course. So it includes, there's a, perform, a stream that is stage management and performer. Oh, and then okay. there's also a stream of production students who've already taken that second year class. Oh. So they're working as kind of through heads um, leading different sections. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. But especially, um, well, with every, we want everybody collaborating, but especially um, those third year two streams are collaborating a lot between the performers and production students. But it sounds like there is a something for everybody for those that uh, like theater but don't necessarily want uh, to be in the spotlight. They can always do other yeah. aspects of it. There's so many uh, avenues for theater. I think that's really awesome that they get to explore um, all those options if they want to. Cool. Yeah, definitely. Where do you see performance and activism moving in the future, if we didn't touch on that, or even um, the School of English and Theatre Studies here? Where do you see it going, or what would you like to oh, see it do? Big, I know. Those are big I would like to see it sort of moving in this direction where we have students who are willing to experiment and take risks 
and mm-hmm. try things out and try on different types of performance and performance making. Um, I think that's already happening, but I just want to see that kind of creative thinking embraced. And yeah. Yeah. Don't be afraid to fail. Yeah. 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 We talk about that a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a good message. Thank you so much, Kim, for for taking the time to speak with us. We were really excited about talking with you and getting more information about, you know, your upcoming productions. Awesome. Thank you. Oh, wait, I did have one joke. (laughs) All right. The Rolling Stones one. Now I can't remember it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. What is the Scottish version of, hey, you get off my cloud? Hey, McLeod, get off my you. Nothing? No? Uh, No? I don't think I've ever had anyone make a a punny joke about my name. There you go. Yeah. yeah. You didn't laugh, but you still no. said punny. So here we are. Because <laughs> it took me a second. <laughs> Catch you a little off guard. All right. We thought of it yesterday. Okay. Thank you very much, Kim. Good luck with everything. Okay, and I'm looking forward to seeing the show. Oh, great. Cheers. Thanks. Awesome. Bye, Kim. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Well, now I know what you mean, Danielle. Uh, yeah, I don't think I had the right idea about improv, but mm-hmm. do you think she heard us do our vocal warm-ups before? There's a very high chance that she did, so maybe we'll just pretend like she didn't. And she didn't bring anything up, so that's fine. I don't know. There's some animal noises in there. Oh, God. <laughs> improv just takes us to a new place. Improv, it does take us to a new place. And right? it's not just for performance and activism. It's not. You could use it in everyday life. You can. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. Don't be afraid to fail. And I think that's something we could all learn from. Yeah, you know what? I think maybe you could learn from that a little bit. So why don't you read from your scripted events page? You know what, Paul? I'm going to, okay? Thanks. Sure. Appreciate it. I'm all ear. Okay, coming up, we are launching our brand new apprenticeship program called GAP, the Guelph Arts Apprenticeship Program. That's going to be launching in January 2020. Stay tuned for that. It's for all you College of Arts students. Get a job in the arts, get paid, stay in the community. It's awesome. This year is our 50th anniversary for the College of Arts, so we are big time celebrating. Stay tuned for other events. And lastly... But not least, good luck on your exams, Griffins. Like, we want you to do the best that you can. Um, Hang in there. You're almost done. Winter break's coming up soon. So we know you're going to do awesome. All right. So don't forget to rate, review, share, and subscribe. And follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at UOG underscore arts. That was pretty great. But it sounded like you are kind of reading. You know what, Paul? I've been thinking about it. Mm -hmm. And what I think is that I think you're right. And I think we should just... Give it a go and just go off the script, like live a little wild. Uh And so you know what? I think we're just going to take these scripts and we're just going to... Throw it out. Oh, yeah. And it's just going to... There you go. You got this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Improv. Improv. Take it, script. Improv. We got this. How about we just finish it? We just kind of wing it. Okay. Just you and I in the zone. (laughs) Let's do it right now. It's fine. We're good. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm there. Ready. Okay. Go. Yeah. Go. Ready for you to take the lead. Okay. Um. (laughs) It's harder than I thought, I think. I really regret ripping that up. I'll go get the tape. Kaka!